I would never waste my time attacking somebody else or shitting on somebody else and wasting energy that I could be building my own shit with and helping my own brand and doing my own stuff. So stop worrying about what everybody else is saying about you and go do what you love to do. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and a Good Vibe. How are we doing today? You guys, today on the podcast, we're sitting down with the one, the only, Kenny Santucci. Kenny Santucci, if you live in New York, you know who this man is. And if you don't, you're about to become obsessed with everything that he's doing. So Kenny Santucci is a athlete, a coach, a personal trainer, a model, and the founder of Strong New York. Now, Kenny is a pioneer in the fitness industry. He has had over a decade of experience and has made himself known as one of New York City's top trainers and a top thought leader in the health and wellness industry. You guys, everyone in New York knows this man. He definitely keeps it very raw and real. One of the things that I absolutely adore about Kenny is how unapologetic and raw he is with his approach to training, his approach to life, his mindsets around business. And I know you guys are going to love it. He comes from a old school Italian background and grew up, you know, having all the carbs and fell in love with fitness at an early age. Kenny's devoted his entire life to inspiring others to be the best versions of themselves through fitness. And you guys are going to hear that in this episode through his approach to fitness, what he's building with Strong New York, because he also hosts one of the largest fitness expos in the world every single year in New York City, which he's going to dive all into. Also, you might recognize Kenny from TV because he's definitely had quite the career as a host and on different shows and continued that success with how he's built his incredible personal brand. Kenny is the king of community. I truly believe that if you live in New York, you know who he is and it speaks volumes for how he's built this loyal tribe. And I love how everything is centered around fitness and improving yourself and being the best version. You guys are going to love this episode. And if you do, it would mean the world if you can share this episode episode with a friend or better yet, screenshot your phone on whatever platform you're listening on and tag at Kenny Santucci, tag Coffee and a Good Vibe on Instagram because we would love to see that you guys are enjoying the podcast. Now I'm going to leave it here. You guys are going to love this raw, real, unapologetic episode with the one, the only Kenny Santucci. Welcome Kenny to Coffee and a Good Vibe. We've been chatting I know. I feel like I should have recorded from 30 minutes ago because there's so much goodness that you've been just dropping. Everything is like straight value out of your mouth. So let's let's go back. I want would love for you, for anyone listening who does not know who Kenny Santucci is, to give us a little bit of background on you, because I feel like everyone in New York knows who you are, especially in the fitness space. But for the listener out there who's listening from Canada, L.A., who is Kenny? Well, I'm I'm very, like you said before, very polarizing. Uh, you know, I <laughs> we love polarizing. <laughs> yeah, I say what's on my mind. I, I, you know, you have to be careful nowadays with because everybody's offended by everything. But I, I would be doing you, the listeners, and anybody else I interact with a disservice if I didn't speak what I believe, what I understand and know to be true. So when it comes to health and wellness, I've been doing this a very long time. Grew up a fat kid, you know, I grew up in an Italian household in New Jersey, um, where eating was just, you celebrate everything around eating. You know, everything we did was based around food. It was always like, what's the next meal? Um, and I kind of overindulged in that. I was going into high school, I was about 235 pounds and 5'8". I was a very heavy kid. And some people were like, oh, you weren't that fat. I'm like, compared to what? Like very overweight and very unhappy. So from living that life and understanding that and still struggling with my weight at 40 years old, like I still have these cravings and I still want to eat like a slob. I mean, my friends who know me really well make fun of me all the time. I mean, I must have had two pints of ice cream this weekend just because it's a holiday weekend and I'm relaxed. And I start. But growing up heavy, I didn't understand why it was that way. I didn't feel comfortable. So I started to really get into fitness. I'm, now we're taking it back to 1996 when 
know, the internet wasn't what it is today. There was no... Was there bodybuilding.com then? Uh, I remember that was a big resource when I started lifting. I don't think it was... No, because all the information that I had, we got from magazines. Got That's where I got most of my information from. You know, I tell everybody the story of, like, I would steal muscle magazines outside my... Like, over by my high school in New City. And we ripped the pages out, me and my brothers and my friends and stuff, and we do these workouts and Cutler's back workout, Holman's leg workout. And this is how we learned how to lift. And, you know, you would go through it. And then the Arnold Encyclopedia was like basically the Bible for how to train. That's all it was. And there wasn't, and we would do like athletic training as far, when I got to college, we did a lot more like cleans and it was a lot of bodybuilding in high school. Um, and the nineties were uh, the glory days of, you know, being in the gym, but the gyms weren't as available as they are today. And knowledge isn't, wasn't as available. So you learn from other people who had done it. In the, but I got into it pretty early on. I was 13, 14 years old when I started going to the gym. And, you know, when you hear parents or anybody listening out there who says, oh, you shouldn't let kids lift. Bullshit. There's no research that I know of or ever heard of. Uh, there are, you know, kids as young as nine years old that I train that I am not worried one one hundredth of a percent stunt their growth to be able to, you know, grow ever again because they're lifting weights. In fact, lifting weights will probably enhance their size, does, um, than anything else. But so I got into it pretty early on and I just fell in love with it all through high school, all through college, 20s, 30s. Now I'm 40 years old and it's just been my life passion. And I love to watch other people grow and I love to watch people get stronger. I think there's nothing more amazing. I do it for free. I do it as a profession. It is everything and anything to me. And, um, you know, I'm glad that more people are jumping on the bandwagon, understanding how important it is. But it's also an anomaly to me that with all the knowledge we have and all these people sharing the knowledge of working out and exercise, we still have people doing ridiculous shit, calling it fitness. And we also have people heavier than ever before right? Like take offense to that, if you will, um, with all this knowledge, something's wrong and nobody has the answer for it. Except you. You. We're helping so many people. So even within your whole journey, it's incredible. Just like it started so genuinely from a passion and then it just kept growing into you being like, you know, I have this purpose, like yeah. this is my life's purpose. I think there's a lot of people who call it a passion. For me, it was almost like a necessity. Like I did, I, I, I remember looking in the mirror, being in eighth grade and just being like, fuck, I hate the way I look. And everybody's like, oh, you shouldn't feel like that. But there's, there's a level, you know, when you're, when you feel good, right? then you're more inclined to go and do so many other things. And I encourage everyone to do that as much as possible. Like, everyone's like, well, I feel good about this. I like being heavy. No, you don't. You're just fucking lazy and you don't want to do anything. Take control of your life. Understand what you're putting in your body. Understand what you're it, No one in their right fucking mind would ever tell anybody, oh, just sit around and do nothing and things will just come to you. It's not how the world will know anybody. I don't know any or success story of who just sat around and just waited for somebody to fucking knock on their door. It doesn't happen. So for you and your journey, when you started like figuring it out with fitness and seeing and completely changing your life, was it a protocol or I know you didn't like we talked about certain people have their certain methods. What was it that you did that completely changed for you and how long did that take? I think enjoying what I was doing. At first, it was because I wanted to be better at sports, right? I started playing football. I started wrestling. So I go, all right, I need to get as strong as I possibly can and as, you know, in shape as I possibly can be to be better at this sport. You know, so it was it was the driving force. It was a means to an end to become better at what I was trying to do. Um and the cherry on top of the cake was I was looking better while I was doing Yeah, all the physical stuff. And then everyone else around you who was like, kind of like. Yeah, and I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. You treat beautiful people different than you treat people who are out of shape. I didn't fucking write that rule that I came up with in 96. This is how the world works. Attractive people, people just treat them different. Somebody attractive, girl or guy, walks in a room or, oh my God, they get everyone's attention. Not because 
society says so. If you go anywhere in the world, the coast of Thailand, or you're in California, somebody attractive walks in the room and everybody's head turns. It is human nature. It's like, I'm hungry, I'm gonna go eat. Somebody's attractive, I wanna look. If somebody's out of shape and doesn't take care of themselves, it's almost embedded in our DNA, subconsciously, we're like, well, they don't give a fuck, so I don't give a fuck. You're telling people like, I don't really give a shit. And then there are, there are plenty of people out there who are blessed with great genetics, but there are a lot of people out there who work their asses off and they deserve our respect for working as hard as they possibly can. And we ultimately admire those people. When you hear somebody's story or somebody's journey about how hard they worked to get to where they were, everybody's like, God damn, that's impressive. Yeah, and there's so much inspiration from that. Yeah. Nobody looks at somebody who's had an easy life and goes, man, I admire the hell out of them. No. I know, it's like even with this podcast, like everyone that we have on, there's a reason. But think about it. How many episodes have you done? Like over 100. Yeah. You've been busting your ass at this. If you now, tomorrow, become very popular off this episode, you're welcome. (laughs) Right? Guys, you hear that? Share it. You guys become... Crazy, you become crazy popular over this, and you know you're right up there with call her daddy. Or people are going to be like, "Oh, she got there so easy!" But you've done a hundred episodes. You travel back and forth from it. You're staying in hotels. You're doing all this stuff. You're investing money. Like people don't understand how hard people work to get there. And then when they hear the, your story, they're like, "Shit, that's impressive." I'm going to try to go do what she did. Oh, she got famous. Let me go try that. No, people want to know the steps that you took. Because they're like, okay, if I bust my ass and work hard, then I could get the same. A hundred percent. It's so crazy too. It's like people ask all the time, oh, like your podcast is doing so well. I'm like, I've had this thing for five years. Then yeah. people are like, oh, it's you've had it for so And like now even on like, we'll get into brands and everything like that with your brand. But even with brand partnerships, it's like now I'm ed- entering into like having maybe an ad read, but it took five years. Whether it's relationships, personal relationships, type of other relationship there has to be a give and take right you have to offer up something to a brand they have to say hey she's got she's got the look she's got the personality she's got the following she worked her ass off this is a good investment for our company to especially as we were saying like I think brands are getting so frugal like they're and they should be everyone's being super intentional with where they put that marketing spend and they put it in people that they believe in like everything they built in their community because if they were like where did she come from we don't really know anything about her I'm active but can we really build our brand with hers no probably not but everyone loves substance it's something we fucking came up with in the 90s it's should write a playbook yeah you should write a playbook to life (laughs) Um, it, it's how the world is built. You meet someone, you're like, oh my God, she gets me. I understand her, she understands me. She takes really good care of herself. I think she'd be a great mom. You know, There's all these things that start to filter through your head. You're like, okay, this makes sense for me. But if you were just arrogant, rude, nasty, annoying, all these things, I'd be like, well, this probably isn't gonna work. It's every relationship, everything in life. No one wants to spend time with anybody who's miserable, nasty, mean, angry, doesn't bring anything to the table. I always tell the people the story of Stone Soup. This is a book that I read when I was a kid. It makes sense to me then, it makes sense to me now. If you bring nothing to the table, then why the fuck would anybody want you to sit there? The way I interpreted the story. And you know, if you don't know the story, you could look it up, but that's the way I interpreted the story as a kid, and that's the way I interpret the story now. Everybody brings something to the table. It might not be the same thing as everybody else. Some people might be funny. Some people are intelligent. Some people have money. Some people are attractive. Whatever it is, you bring something to the table that sits you at that table, whether it's in a personal relationship, business relationship. People want to be around people that like, oh, hey, I want to be around them because they, you know, fill this gap in my life or they help me with this. Somebody's not helping you with something, right? Or you're not helping them. Even if you're... If I go out in the street and I give a homeless guy a dollar, it makes me feel bad. So there is a give and take there. Even if you're contributing all they, most people, if the guy, if I give a guy a dollar, he's like, fuck you, get away from me. I'm like, all right, whatever. If he gives you a smile or thanks you, that's all you're looking for. Most people just want that exchange, right? That give and take. Doesn't matter what it is. 
there has to be some sort of give and take there. And if there's not, then they probably don't have a relationship. A hundred percent. It's all, all about the value game, especially for relationships. I know Michael's such a good friend of both of ours. He always talks about that. It's always coming from a place of value. Um, so with your whole brand and your business, it's exploded. Like you're wearing the merch, Strong New York. It's a huge brand. What was your, like going into how that business started, what was your value proposition, value offer? Like what was your mindset with this? Because clearly there's a need, there's a gap. Yeah, I just saw, I was going to a lot of these health and wellness expos and I continue to go, you know, for 10 years now. I would go all over the country. I've been to LA Fit Expo. I've been to FitCon. I've been to the Arnold. I've been to Olympia. I've been to, you know, Ursa. I've been to FIBO. I've been to this event possible. And I go, why the hell am I going everywhere else in the world but New York? New York has... Well, we had a coffee festival, we had the food and wine festival, we had um, the fashion show, we have Comic-Con, we have everything else, every other genre. So, 2015, I was working with Reebok at the time. Uh, we had talked about doing like a little like fitness festival at my old gym. I, I used to run a CrossFit gym over on 32nd Park Ave. And we were like, we have the space, let's just start to put this together. I had access to all these people who I believe bring a ton of value. You know, at the time, one of the first events we did, I had Max Lugavere there, Mike Chernow. I had all these great people, um, you know, doctors, nutritionists, trainers, thought leaders from all over the country who I had access to, who I had met, who I think bring a ton of value. And I wanted to share that value with people in my community. The people at my gym, I was like, hey, listen, if you, don't, if you don't listen to me say it, here are the people who are really leading the way. So that's where it all started. And I called it Strong New York because I wanted to just to give it as simple and clean of a name as possible that there are two things that nine out of 10 people could get behind, right? I, you know, some people are like, I hate New York. Well, I still love New York. And I, I still, like, I look at when I was growing up and I would come here as a kid, my dad took us you know, would take us down to uh, the Ghostbuster house and take us to the top of the empire. There's this nostalgia that I love about New York and anybody who comes here and anybody who, who has lived here is like, I've lived in New York, I've been to New York, yeah. And strong is something I think we can all be, right? Mm -hmm. And I say that, you know, the one of the things that I said that when I first put this whole thing together, I go, strength isn't just the physical because I've never been that strong of a guy. I mean, my buddy, John, who I train with every day, breaks my balls all the time saying that he goes, you're the weakest guy here. I go, I know. I've never been that strong. I've just never been gifted in that realm. Um, but it's not about what you can pick up. It's can you pick yourself up and other people, right? How much can you endure in yourself and other people? And I think Strong New York was just a simple, easy, clean name. And the merch was just obviously a passion project of mine that I, I went to school for art and design. So I love art and design. I love working with different artists. I work with different artists from around the world. Around the, so that's just like kind of like a side hustle. And uh, the event uh, was something that I came up with that I continue to grow. And on November 11th, we're going to do... Or seventh version. Seventh. What? I was going to ask. What number? Yeah. But it's all self-funded. I've never, I haven't taken a dollar from anybody. I've and you've had some crazy brands involved too. Like it's kind of grown from, for the listeners, like not only just like the motivation, the speakers and bringing all those amazing experts to the stage and like giving them a platform and the people to your community. And then you meet people who are of that same vibe and energy and same mission, but then all the brands that you've had there and that whole journey, what was your whole mindset around even getting those uh, brand partners involved? I've had so many friends who have started brands that are looking for the same thing, right? Like brands are looking for great influencers. They're looking to find their communities. Yeah. They're, they're looking to move the needle on their brand and more money. Like at the end of the day, when I worked at Reebok, their goal at the end of the day was to sell more shoes. They believe in their product. They love what they do. We want to sell more shoes. For me, I want to put more people in their shoes who enjoy working out and doing what they do. They're like, hey, we make a great shoe for exercise. People who love to exercise should wear our shoe. I go, okay, well, I'm going to introduce the brand to the consumer and we'll do this event and we'll make it fun. 
So at the end of the day, like I worked with Fit Aid for years. There, you know, Aaron and Orion are still very good friends of mine. Um, I still chat with those guys every once in a while. And when they started Fit Aid and they were slinging cans of the, the trunk of their Wadapalooza, I liked the product. They helped me a ton building the brand. And, you know, I felt and I believe that I was part of something bigger than me. And most people want to be part of something bigger than them. You know, you wear New Balance because you're like, I like the way it makes me feel. I feel a different way when I'm a part of that club. For me, it's the same thing. It's like, I love the way I feel in certain clothes. I love being a part of this community. So putting those brands together with the people they want to be associated with. A friend of mine had a supplement company that started years ago. And I said to him, I was like, if you could have one influencer, one person push your brand, who would it be? And he had picked somebody that like we knew. He's like, because I feel like they represent what I'm trying to build in my Or they don't even know them yet. And yeah. then you bring them that person at, through Strong New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's so much value even in that. Where like they just know like someone might be having a brand out there that they think they know their ideal avatar. And then when they put those pieces together, it's a someone that you have in your community. For sure. And, you, and doing events and being around other people and experimenting with this mm -hmm. i know doing events is you learn so much so much and you, you start to see like oh shit i thought i wanted this person but this person fits it so much better yeah do you have any of the lineup you could share for november well, i yes i have been chatting with uh ct fletcher's people um and uh we had reached out to a couple big names um, like by lane and yeah and there's a lot of people that I'd love to have um, obviously the you know it gets very pricey flying people out and putting people up and paying people so um, but there's so many great people out there you know there I've had people that I didn't think were gonna be as big of a deal as they were fall in love with them but we, we run the gamut of like health and wellness I don't just want it to be an expo I want it to be an experience I want people to come try something they normally wouldn't do. A huge Pilates person, I've done Pilates, I did it on the roof, I've done, you know, matte Pilates and everything else. What I supplement, I supplement that with my weight training, but would I take out my weight training and just do that? Absolutely not. So I wanna encourage people that do Pilates and do yoga, strength training. And I want people who do strength training to try yoga and try Pilates and try these other forms. I have boxing, like at the last one, we did boxing, Muay Thai. Pilates, African dance, uh, step classes, everything. Like we do everything because I want one of those things to be the gateway drug. Because people come there and I'm like, all right, it's a hundred bucks for the ticket for the day. And you get access to all these great trainers that we brought in from huge followings. They're the, you know, the best in the business. Um, Jacqueline Kaysen's a perfect example. I had her at the last one. We met years ago, we worked at Reebok together. We worked at Techno Gym together. I think she's an incredible instructor. Um, she runs the gym down in Miami, Anatomy, which is, I think, one of the best gyms in the country. Um, if you're ever down there, definitely check that gym out. Um, but she's an incredible motivator. She's awesome. And people who came for her class then tried a cold plunge, tried a boxing class, which they never did before. So it's like you don't have to do all of them, but try something else that you normally wouldn't do. Like, I know there's a ton of people who would never step foot in like a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym. If we have someone there doing it in a large group, it's an introduction class. You're already there. The vibes are high. Like, you know, I loved it. I went last year and I met so many people in, the, in this community. They know because we do a lot of live coffee and a good vibe events. And like, regardless if you like really care to listen to my live podcast, like you come because you're going to meet so many brands and people like the thing that I, I met so many amazing people who were just there. And also people that, you know, I followed on Instagram and then we got to meet in real life and we didn't know that they but everyone's going. So there's so much value in that. Just being the connector of it all. I said, I say to so many people, I go, human interaction is hands down the most important thing to me. People could communicate, hang out for the day, work out. You know. I, I didn't even leave. I thought I would be like out earlier. I was like, I couldn't leave because there's so many people I saw that I knew or that I met. Like, and then there was so many brand founders there too, where you can not just connect with the brands, but then 
the teams behind it, and you could try them too. Yeah. That was the best thing. That's why I love an expo because yeah. you can really try it. When I tried Creatures, I never made it the way they did, and I was like, this changes the game. Yeah, yeah. Trying it like a overnight cold oatmeal with the almond, like it's just so important. Experiential for brands, it's so important. Well, because you can see it a hundred times on a billboard, but it doesn't speak to me. It's here in front of me, I might as well try it. I know, I, I'm always pitching to brands all the time for my events like to come activate because the ROI that you get, it's invaluable. And then when they tell me, because I'm in PR, I understand it, like tell, closing them on a number and showcasing the ROI, it's invaluable, truly. Because you couldn't even calculate how many conversions you made because there are so many people who walk through that. I know myself, when I love something, I am the biggest fan. I give, when I go to an expo and I get samples, I give them to my friends. Be like, you have to try this. Cause I think like, oh, I'll just buy more, but I give it to other people. And that's the definition of a real influencer, right? Like somebody who's like, I love this product. I want to share with as many people. I'm like, I don't care. Don't use my link. Here's the product. Like I do this so much. What do you feel? Cause there's a lot of people out there who are listening and who are wanting to build a brand like yours or, you know, like they have a, a CBG brand or they have a personal brand. What would you say like your two cents around how you built such a huge brand? And I have my own opinion too. I think, I mean, I listen, I, I'm flattered that you think it's a huge brand. I wish it was, I'm, I'm still trying to make it grow more, but there are many days and nights where I sit up at night. I think any true entrepreneur who's trying to build anything like your podcast mm -hmm. or a brand, you're like, why the fuck do I keep doing this? Why is this taking so long? Why is it so hard? Yeah. But those are the things that pay off. If and when it does explode, I'll be very thankful. I feel for like the your growth times. has been steady. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like each event will get bigger and bigger. I mean, the first mm -hmm. one we did in the basement of the gym was like 50 people. The last one we did was almost a thousand people. Wow. Um, so it's very cool to watch it grow and see how many people who had didn't have the followings they had back then now have massive mm -hmm. followings. Um, and they were associated with the brand and everything like that. But, um, for me, it's like, yeah, I, I enjoy the struggle. I enjoy working really hard on something that I truly believe in. I love it. Um, you know, obviously you want to see it take off. It's like having a kid, right? Like mm -hmm. you want to see it, you want to see your son or your daughter grow up to be something amazing. And you're, you're just pushing and trying as hard as you can. You put every ounce of effort you have into making it. Yeah. Work. Every single day though, you, you're always on the platform. Like yeah. you post a lot, you're active on, on social on your stories. Like you don't take breaks. So I think like this mentality around yeah. it that you have cultivated, it's something that everyone should adopt. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't do it that way. And I also, from my read on like your content. So of course, very polarizing, very like you speak your opinions. Um, you also just like, don't give a shit about what people think. And I feel like you're the type of person who wouldn't some people, I've seen this so much and heard this so much, they wait till it's all like perfect, perfect, perfect before they no. post. No, it's never. Gonna... And you're not even trying. Yeah, you, know? you, you waste so much time trying to find exactly. perfect. Yeah. You know, when it's, I've learned this the hard way. It's like, just put shit out there. Try as hard as you can. Um, if somebody hates your brand, they probably hate a lot of other things, including themselves. <laughs> so don't worry about them. You know, it's like, if I don't like what the Kardashians do. Yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, go on a platform and just shit on what everything, whether it's skims or whatever they're doing, I'm not going to go on there. I just don't associate with it. I don't talk about it. I don't do anything, but if you love a product, then support that product and push it. And if it's your product, then give, put 150% into that all the time. Mm, I totally agree. And it's like so important too. like with that note, it's like, on the not caring about what other people think. I yeah. feel like for you from a young age, you've always been like that where you just don't care what other people think. No. How someone out there who's, you know, they do care what someone thinks. Yeah. What is your advice on how to stop giving a shit about it? Because I do think like that's a superpower you have that yeah. you really don't care. Yeah. I think there's, cause it holds people back in so many 100%. ways. 100%. I mean, trust me, I'm, it affects me as well. Um, but, there's 
knowing deep down inside that like if I'm attacking, I've never been this person. I've never attacked someone. I don't care. I want to see people do well. And I think that is such a special gift that I have. I thank God every day that I do what I do mm-hmm. because I want to see people win. I want to see more people in better shape. I want to see people happier. I want to see people living a better life. I truly fucking do. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people like I want, and I I don't doubt that people want to do that, but how far are you willing Willing to to go go. to help Mm -hmm. that person? So for me, when I was first moved to the city and started taking acting classes and I'm like, I want to be an actor. And then I get into an acting class with a bunch of people really want to act. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck that much. I'm out. Yeah. It's how far are you willing to go to help as many people as you can? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people out there who will attack you and shit on you and want to see you do, you know, bad and want to yeah. watch you fail. But those are people who hate themselves. It's, tr- it's so fucking true. It's I, I would never waste my time attacking somebody else or shitting on somebody else and wasting energy that I could be building my own shit with and helping mm-hmm. my own brand and doing my own stuff. So stop worrying about what everybody else is saying about you and go do what you love to do. Go do and chase the thing that you really want to see happen. You know, at the end of the day, those people are going to always be there. You could save children from a burning building and somebody's going to be like, well, she did it for the wrong reasons. It's like, shut the fuck up. There's always going to be somebody who shits on you. I don't, you know what? There are times that people say shit that affects me. And then, but most of the time I'm like, who is this fucking loser? Like take it from where it comes from. If it's somebody, if it's somebody who really cares, because I have friends who will always be like, dude, why'd you do this? You should have done that. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Mm -hmm. I never get offended by it. I'm like, shit. That person's probably telling me that because they want to see me do better. If I yell at my clients or give them shit, I'm like, I'm only saying it because I want to see you do better. Don't don't fuck up. But if somebody's attacking you just to attack you, 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 everyone knows the difference. Somebody's like, your podcast sucks. You're... You could easily tell them to go fuck off because they don't care. But if somebody's like, hey, you should have done this and not this... Yeah, I love it. Yeah, take that in and be like, oh shit, okay. Like when people tell me like, hey, all your shit looks like Harley Davidson and, uh, you know, old 80s band (laughs) shit. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's the vibe I'm going for. Right? (laughs) If somebody, yeah. If somebody people are like, I don't like it because it's too like masculine or too fucking gym rat. I'm like, great. That's the way I want it to look. Shut the fuck up. But if it's somebody who's like, hey, you know, tone that down a little bit, make it a little bit more like this. And I think you might have a little bit more success. I'd be like, all right, cool. I'll take that into consideration. Yeah. And I think it's also the way someone would give you that feedback exactly. with like, it's not like they just discover, like they follow your work. They like consume yes. your content. Like yeah. when I get feedback on the episodes, I love it from people who actually listen. Who like, actually you listen. listen an hour a week. Like, yeah. of course, tell me I say like too much. Yes. Tell me I do yes. this. Like I'm here for it. Cause That's, you want to make the experience better. Because those people, whether saying, whether they know it or not, are being like, okay, I'd like to see her do better. I'd like to see her do well. Like, yeah. Um, you know, me and Mike had a conversation about this when we were in Dallas. I was telling him, I was like, dude, I, I want to see you do well. I think you should, you know, do this, that, not this. I buy the product. Mm-hmm. Every week I buy Creatures of Habit. I eat it every morning. I give it away to clients. I'm like, here, try this. You should do this. I know. I always talk about it yeah. to people. Like, I, I genuinely want to see him do well. I would never go on the page and be like, ah, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, that's a weird color. Oh. Yeah. Th- that's not helping him, right? If you're trying to help somebody, give them good criticism. I had somebody just this morning give me shit because I put up a picture of me smoking a cigar and they're like, why if you promote a healthy lifestyle, why are you smoking cigars? I'm like, why not? I'm enjoying it. It's, I think smoking cigars, drinking alcohol, smoking weed, uh, taking edibles or whatever else you do to relax. Who gives a fuck? Do I it. also think too, like if it's on brand for you, like you're relating to so many more people yeah. who now might not be you know, there, I, you hear it all the time, like, oh, I like to drink or I like to smoke weed. Like, I can't have that lifestyle. And then you doing that, it's like, wow, okay, I can do it's And yeah, I can it, do both. Yeah, you can do both. That's why. That's the one reason, the main reason why I started working with Michelob Ultra, you know, seven mm. years ago. They came to me and they were like, hey, we, we're, we're looking to associate ourselves with 
people in the fitness industry who enjoy drinking, but also have this health and wellness lifestyle. It's amazing. And I go, yeah, I enjoy drinking. Yeah. It's okay. You can drink. They only probably knew that from following you. Yeah. And it's it's not, there's this wave of people who are like, oh, you can't drink. It's terrible for you. Listen, people have been drinking since the fucking dawn of time. (laughs) My uncle is 80 years old. He's probably sitting on the beach. Yeah, it's two in the afternoon right now, smoking a cigar, drinking whiskey. He's been doing it his whole life. Knock on wood, he's healthy as a horse. He outlived my dad, who's 10 years younger than him. Wow. You know, and all he, I mean, this guy's fucking pickled at this point. And all he does is smoke cigars and drink. Is everybody going to have the same luck as him? Probably not, but he enjoys his life. He's you know? happy. Yeah. So if it makes you happy and it's, it's not like I'm I'm smoking at work. Or I'm in the gym. It's on the weekends. If you want to indulge, it's okay. Everything in moderation. One hundred percent. I love that, and that's kind of going into exactly where I want to go into, which is how you train your clients. Like mm-hmm. you work with so many different types of people. How many clients do you have? Um, well, I have different tiers of clients. So I have my private training clients. I have like small groups that I work with. And then I have, uh, you know, classes of people. Yeah. You have so much going on yeah. at your gym. Yeah. And I, I try to tier it so that I never want anybody to feel like, well, they can't afford it. Or totally. They can't you want to hit everyone. Yeah. And I want people to be like, all right, I want this one-on-one experience or I want this group class. And I think group classes are great for people. I think you find your tribe, you find a group of people that you feel comfortable with. Mm. You know, I always say consistency and accountability are the two things you need to succeed. Mm. Be accountable to certain people, whether it's your family, your friends, your kids, whoever it is, people you work out with and be consistent. You, I want to make it affordable enough so that you could come yeah, every but at day. Every level, you can kind of help someone. Yeah, and people with money, if they want to do privates, let's do privates. If you can't afford privates, let's do group classes. Yeah. You know? um, but I want to offer it to as many people as I possibly can because, mm-hmm. again, it's like you want to see people succeed. But at the end of the day, we live in the most expensive fucking city in the world. Yeah, even I will say New York is more expensive than L.A. I bought tacos for myself <laughs> three of my coaches, and one of my clients this morning. I spent $75 on little breakfast tacos. They're about this big. They're great, but you need like four of them to get you. Yeah. You know, but it was $75 for breakfast, you know, so. It's in New York. My yeah. coffee's here like nine fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no joke here. So uh, I got to keep the ball rolling, and to do that, you need to make money. It's like, yeah. a, you know, it's like any other business. Like, you have to make money to help more people. Yeah, and it's like that we were saying it yesterday in the podcast, like scare money, don't make money. You yeah. got to invest money into yeah. yourself, into take, your brand. Like you opened up your whole gym because before that you said you were at a facility. So I, well, I used to run a, another facility before the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, I wasn't, I really had no overhead because I was training in the park, but I was buying a lot of equipment up. So mm-hmm. when people didn't have equipment or you couldn't go to a gym, I, when gyms were closing or I knew people who had gyms, I started buying up kettlebells and wow. rollers and all shit like that. So I had probably 25, 30 grand worth of equipment that I bought secondhand from people. Yeah. And that I would drag up, out into the park. When is your gym right now open? I mean, where is it located for someone? Um, October... October of 2021, we opened up. Wow. Uh, and it's on 28th and 5th Avenue. So it's, it's just like a home for, you know, my community and, you know, the brand. So that I have, like, a, a footprint. Uh, eventually, yeah, I'd like to grow it even more. But, you know, you want to nail down the first one. People, people want to expand too quickly, I think, these days. Everybody's like, oh, I, I'm going to, you know, put one in every city. It's, yeah. You can't really do it. Is that I the mean, goal, though? The vision? Long term? No. I know. I, I you water it down. I mean, there are so many great people all, all over the place who, um, you know, let them run their cities. You know, I always mm. feel like this. Yeah, is, I know. Cause you own New York. Yeah, this. You run like, it. <laughs> I mean, I've just been here. Like my feet are dug in here. For yeah. me to go out to L.A. and try to do anything out there, I'm like, oh, there's so many great fucking trainers out there, and there's so many great facilities mm-hmm. out there. Um, when people ask me, like, oh, where should I go when I'm in this city or that city? I have. 50 recommendations in most Mm. major cities. You know, there's great gyms in Austin. I look forward to when I go there, L.A. Like, I like, when I'm in L.A., I I like going to Monarch, which Mm. I think is a great gym on Sunset. I love uh, Heart and Hustle. I love those guys over there. They're a great gym. Um, You know, uh, there's, uh, in 
Texas. I mean, the Collective in Austin, okay. great gym. Uh, Destination Dallas is a great spot. Um, I like uh, Anatomy. I mean, there's so many great gyms, especially even in Jer- like Jersey, Connecticut. There's so many good gyms, and there's so many great trainers out there. And I encourage trainers to continue to do what they do really well. Like, actually give a fuck, and you'll have a full book of people who are you know, believe in you and want to support you. So for someone listening who yeah. can't come see you or like they're not going to come to New York, what if you could explain to someone or maybe they live in New York and they want to hire you or mm-hmm. come to your, your gym, what is the, it's strength training, but mm-hmm. like what, cause a lot of people listening, maybe they only have ever done classes. Like yeah. what would you say is your fitness routine? Then we can go into yours personally too. But like, what do you, like when a client comes, yeah. what is their protocol? Uh, I know so, it's different. Like the details yeah, are different, but yeah. like the concept. Yeah. The the concept is meeting people where they're at, right? Like, so I could have somebody come to me and they're like, I already have a strength training background. I went to this gym, this, and this mm-hmm. gym. I know what I'm doing. I'll continue to, uh, I just want to continue on this journey for most people. Nine out of 10 people walk in the gym who want to work with me. I'll just take them through a series of movements that I think they'll, they'll need to know how to do, um, that everyone in the world should be able to do, right? Can I sit down in a chair and pick myself up? Can I lunge and reach down and grab something off the floor? Can I deadlift? Can I pick something up? And, you know, um, so I, I move I take them through a, a series of movements, uh, at different levels. Like if I, if I see you're competent, then it's like, all right, let's try a barbell or a hex bar or whatever it may be. Um, if it's somebody who's brand new, strength training is relative to that person. You know, I have people who I'll have them do most stuff on a TRX because they need that support or I'll have them use, uh, poles or, you know, PVC pipes to do lunges. Like you have to meet somebody where they're at and that's their strength training. Body weight might be Mm -hmm. their strength training or uh, a supported movement with, uh, different apparatus, whether it's the PVC pipes or the TRX or mm-hmm. center rings or whatever it may be to support whatever they're um, trying to have them do. When they become proficient at that movement, then you could start loading it. But when people hear strength training, they ultimately think like, oh, I'm going to start having some external force or some piece of equipment that I have to pick up the ground and I can't do that or I've never done it before, so I'm scared. You know, if you've never done it before, then I'm not going to give you weight and be like, here, good luck. You know, pick 400 pounds up off the ground. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. So anyone and everyone should be strength training. Um, What are the benefits? I know this is like maybe to some beginner, but what are the benefits of strength training for someone listening to maybe like make them, I also feel like with females, they're afraid of getting too big. That's like what you're all the time. I'm sure you get this all the time. What do you say? Uh, it's competency, right? It's you're not going to get bigger. And I just did a an Instagram post on this not too long ago. Was if you take if we had a you know five pounds of fat here and five pounds of muscle here, the muscle would be significantly smaller than the five pounds of fat. Mm-hmm. So if you're afraid of getting bigger, but you're heavier, well, you'll probably shrink down a little bit. If and even if you're thin. Right, you're gonna look more lean because muscle tissue is more dense, and your metabolism completely Everything. changes. I mean, listen, though, the, I tell people the worst thing about strength training is that you just have to do it. There's no downside to it. Right, it improves yeah. every aspect of your life significantly, from uh, physical to mental to emotional. It will increase mm-hmm. everything. So when people hear strength training, stop thinking somebody's gonna hand you a barbell or a heavy set of dumbbells and you're gonna become bulky. I am so you know, I mean, we've talked about this to exhaustion with so many, yeah. I'm sure we've talked about it so many times of how many people are like, I don't want to get bulky or I get bulky really quick. <laughs> the bulk will only come from consuming more food, mm. right? Like bulk doesn't come out. It doesn't fall out of the sky. <laughs> you don't get bulky from like picking up the weights. You get bulky from the recovery, which is eating and sleeping. What do you prescribe on the diet side, like with someone who's strength training then? Because then say you take someone, you get that female client who's, okay, Kenny, you know what? I trust you. I'm going to give this thing a go, the strength training a go. What would you prescribe then on the recovery, the Uh, diet? On the diet side of the nutritional aspect of um, 
you know, training, if I could convince you that strength training works. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I truly believe in a high-protein diet. I know that's uh, all the craze right now, but it, it's been what I've been preaching people for a very long time now. Um, fats and carbs, you don't need as much. You know, carbs are uh, a fuel fuel source and you know fat kind of keeps the body lubricated you don't Mm -hmm. need as much of that uh the protein is what's going to help you uh feel more satiated so you don't eat as much uh you are going to um increase muscle tissue which doesn't mean you're adding bulk to your body when people see girls or guys with really great physiques chances are they're probably taking something which I don't look down upon, right? Mm-hmm. There are, you know, there's a lot of people who, you know, need it for uh, medical issues. Um, and so, uh, but there's a lot of people who use it recreationally as well. But I think people should, um, you know, eat a little bit healthy. Like when people are like, oh, I eat healthy fats. Yeah, but you don't need a ton of them, right? Like if you're eating avocado toast with, uh, almonds on it or whatever the fuck people are putting on it. Um, you're just overloading fat, right? Like salads. I used this as an example the other day and mm. on my Instagram and you know, I got a, a ton of people supporting it and then a bunch of people getting pissed off about it. I said like you go to sweet grains and you order a salad and you know, there's oil on the salad and there's avocado on the salad and there's nuts on the salad and yeah. there's fat on top of fat on top of fat. So you just overate fats. You had no protein. You're still hungry. You had this massive bowl of fat, you know, with a little bit of lettuce. I'm like, it's not a great meal. It's really not that good for you. There's 1100 calories in it. Most Mm -hmm. people, you know, most people under 135 pounds don't need, you know, more than 2000 calories a day unless Mm -hmm. they're really, you know, getting after it. So you're eating all this food, you're eating all this fat, and then you're like, I don't know why I'm fat. I eat all this healthy stuff. Yes, it's a better form of fat, but you don't need all of it. Mm-hmm. Right? What's your typical structure for a meal or an example even? Well, I always tell people like, eat the protein first. Eat fish, chicken, eggs, you know, some sort of protein first. Eat your portion, whatever that is. And, you know, everybody's different. And then layer in the fats and the carbs, you know, uh, if you're not really, for instance, I do a lot of runs. I I used to run a ton more. I don't run as much as I used to, but I still run a lot. Um, but I used to go and do, uh, the New York road runners races every weekend in central park, three miles, five miles, six miles. At the end of it, there's bagels and bananas and apples. And you're seeing all these people eat all this. Yeah all these carbs and i'm like you didn't even go that far we didn't do enough it's to, so true though to eat a bagel like you don't yeah. need you know it's 300 uh grams of carbs i think for- there's so much education and knowledge there because when i started learning about macros yeah and i'm lucky like i started at a younger age like 16 17 really i that was the thing that blew my yeah. mind because I was exactly like that. Like, oh, I'm having almond butter and peanut butter and bananas and like, it's this healthy food. Yeah. It's and all I, healthy. I weighed that almond butter, that peanut butter. I was having easy, yeah. like six times the amount that I was allowed. Like when I weighed out what a tablespoon was. Yeah. It's insane. it's insane. I was How having m- like, I was like, wow, I literally ate 900 calories of almond butter, peanut butter. Yeah, and people don't realize. It's the awareness. Because we're so used to like a a restaurant or someone being like, here, this is your portion. Mm -hmm. Even like, I know people get into like, oh, it's not healthy to do that. But like when you like portion out even like cereal, 30 grams of cereal sometimes is a serving. Yeah. You see that on the bowl? No, it's even less healthy than that. Being unhappy with yourself because you're so overweight or you're so uncomfortable, you know, I remember going to the store and just being like, nothing fits. And you get depressed and you get upset about it. And you're like, why doesn't anything fit? Why don't I look good? That leads you down a whole other it's hallway really that true, you really It's really true because you know when you walk. wake up and you crush a workout and you eat the foods that make you feel good, it's a ripple. Yep. How much more, how much more effective are you in your day and with everyone else too? You, you light up everybody else's day. When you feel good, you'll make other people feel good. Yeah. I know. Whenever you feel like your, your stomach's just like girls say I'm bloated, then you end up not 
you're in a shitty mood, yeah. you're nasty to people. And it's related to scientifically, like we're not gonna go into science, but like your gut is your second brain yeah, yeah. and it's all connected yeah. in so many levels. If you get up in the morning and feel great, you'll be so much more successful. And like mm. compound that over time, you're gonna feel so much better. I could talk to you about this forever, but <laughs> I know on this podcast, we have to get into it um, before we end. We have to go into your routine because we always, I love like giving people like what fits for you might not fit for someone else. Yeah. But if people can adopt one thing that you do, then maybe it's a tool that they have now in their toolkit. So for you, what is your daily routine? You could have some people we interviewed don't have one. What is your daily routine and i know in new york yeah. go 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 it's different you train a bunch of people yep. what's your daily routine um so typically on a daily basis i'm up by like 5 five thirty every day wow uh, today i was at the gym by six so i'm up at like 5 five thirty. um i'll get up i like to take a shower in the morning um, cold shower you i would that? like to say that i take a cold shower once every three to four days okay. um i don't do it as often as i'd like i'm not going to bullshit you and say i do it every day I wish I did it more often. Some days I'm just like, fuck this. I don't want to be cold. But that's that's so great for you to say yeah. because some people I'm not a machine. On, they do cold plunge and do this. I'm like, I don't know how they do that every Somebody day. Somebody who doesn't have a fucking nine to five does that. Like, you know, like when I hear Joe Rogan does Michael it. every morning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cold plunge. like all these guys who do that. I'm like, oh, well, they don't have an office to get to. So yeah. for the average person, you know, you don't have the three hours that you need in the morning to journal, cold plunge, sit in the sauna, do... I did it the other day at my buddy's house. He lives yeah. up in Connecticut. We were there for the weekend. You know, you had three hours to spend on a morning routine. We had, yeah, that we had the, the time. Weekend. We went to Gurney's. We did cold plunge, yeah. sauna, back to the cold plunge. Everyone was like, great. I'm like, yeah, it's because it's a Saturday, yeah, Memorial Day long weekend. Like, I'm spending my mornings here, but they don't always look like this. No, I wish. for most people, that's so impractical. Like, to get up in the morning and do all this stuff. And they're like, oh, we'll get up at four. It's like, okay, well, people have kids and stuff. Like, yeah. there's so much more. Plus, I want to get a workout in, so I don't really have the time to do all this. And I live in New York, so unless I join another gym, go uptown to cold plunge at four in the morning, it's it's a headache. So yeah. in reality, wake on the weekends, five. yeah, I wake up at five. I'll make a cup of coffee. I have a spin, which is my favorite fucking machine in the whole world. It's mm. actually, I think it's from Canada. I've never Canadian. heard of it. S-P-I-N-N. So it's a spin coffee machine. It grinds the beans up top. It makes you a fresh cup every day. I love that thing. Um, I've been taking that. I'll do a little like strong coffee in there. I'll put some extra protein in there. Uh, I'll do like oh, a little, nice little protein coffee over there. Yeah, pr a little protein coffee in the morning. Um, I'll get to work. I'll have a couple clients. I'll probably eat around... Nine, ten o'clock most days. Um, I tend to cook the night before. I'll either make a bunch of egg whites with some eggs. So I'll do like four egg whites and another like three or four eggs. You know, um, protein, turkey, bacon. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, everybody's like, oh, you should have more greens. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't eat as many greens as I pro probably should. Uh, when I want to, I'll, you know, I'll do some AG1 or yeah. something like that. Um, and then I'll do, uh, I'll probably work out most days around like three, four o'clock with uh, my buddy John or, you know, some of my other buddies, uh, some of my clients. Uh, I'll try to get in some workouts. Um, I'll do you work train most of the day. five days a week? I train six days a week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, How long? I'll train my clients and I'll work. Um, I'll do, it depends. It's like I've been really into uh, jujitsu and Muay Thai recently. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of that. Um, but so six do, days a week, 3 p.m.-ish Yeah, 3 p.m. I'll do, I'll do different body parts. So I'll do like an upper body day, a lower body day. I'll do a conditioning day. Uh, and then I'll go back to upper, do like shoulders and arms. Then I'll go lower, like plyometric type stuff. Um, and then Saturdays I'll do another like conditioning day. Or wow. I'll just double up on like, uh, you know, jujitsu or something wow. like that. So I try to do that. Um, Sundays, if I'm feeling up to it, I'll probably do something else. I'll probably do like another arm day just because I'm, my arms are fucking small and I'm trying to get them bigger. That's what you say, and then everyone's gonna go to your Instagram and be like, uh, I I can't say it's one of those things where people are like, oh, you're obsessed with it. I'm like, everybody's obsessed with something. Everybody looks, yeah. you know, people who get their fucking foreheads Botox are obsessed with their forehead. I'm obsessed with my arms. I do arms too much, probably. Yeah. 
So Arm day every day. Yeah. Um, amazing. What time do you go to bed at? Do you have a set time or I'm like? I'm terrible. I'm like most other New Yorkers. I was going to sure. say, I think it's a New York thing. Yeah, since I've I, been here, it's not been good. I sleep like shit. Um, I'll probably go to bed <laughs> most nights somewhere between 10.30 and 12.30. And then up at five again. Yeah. Awesome. No, I love Shit the honesty. Sick. We yeah. love the honesty. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to bullshit. Yeah, I, I I hate seeing some of these influencers who make it seem like they have this perfect fucking cookie cutter life. And you're like, I hate this guy. Because <laughs> if it's true, I hate him because he's so much better than me. And if it's not true, I hate him because he's a fucking liar. And he's making <laughs> us believe he's the gonna... truth when it comes to your friend. Yeah, I'm like, I, f I wish I could live that life. It's not it's not happening anytime oh soon. Oh my gosh. Hey, yeah. could happen soon. Yeah, let's hope. Fingers crossed, right? So, fun question to end. Um, how, I know you said it, you have your coffee protein, like with your protein powder. Mm. What is your coffee order in this? Because we're in New York, so I yeah. want to ask you this. What's your coffee order and what place? Like, what's your favorite cafe in New York? Oof, right now, um, because I'm an honest fat kid, uh, <laughs> there is a place, what is this, 36th Street? So, on 31st, and oh, I'm gonna pass. I should go after this. 31st and 7th. I'll go down there with you because I'll probably go grab a cup of coffee now. Um, there's a place called Bear Donuts. It's a place. Uh, oh, I've never heard. Yeah, I think it's Bear a. Bear Donuts. Yeah, I think it's a Chinese brand. Japanese brand, one of them. No, it's a Japanese brand. So they do these like Japanese do it well. Uh, they do blue they bottle. They do fucking everything perfect. If I get a <laughs> week or two weeks off. That I could really relax. I'm going to fucking Japan. That is I my know, first trip. I know they do it right. Yeah. I know everything's perfect. I want to. Yeah, I want to go there so bad. But they do these like mochi mochi donuts. They're so oh. good. And then they do a lacalome iced coffee that is always oh. brewed to perfection. So I go there. Um, I love that place. Black. Black. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just black so iced La coffee. Lacalome black iced coffee. But it has to be from the bear. Bear donuts, or I'll go to La Cologne, but there's not a La Cologne but me. La but Cologne, if I go downtown. That's when you know you're crazy. La Cologne does it strong. Oh, I love them. Because even love. their smalls, because I ordered like small iced Americano from yeah. there, and I asked them, and they're like, I was like, it's so strong. She's like, yeah, there's four shots in the smalls. I love it. I love yeah. it. Give me the strong. True I yeah, like I like my cigars dark and strong. I like my coffee dark and strong. I like... <laughs> Everything dark and strong. On brand. Yeah. So where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Well, Plug hopefully we could get as many people as we can at Strong New York this year mm -hmm. on November 11th. We're going to try to blow this thing up, try to get some big names What's there. What's the goal number-wise? Uh, well, the goal is just to have as many you had a lot of people last year. Yeah, it a was thousand. almost a thousand people last year. Um, it probably was over a thousand. I didn't count like all the vendors and shit yeah. like that. But like heads through the door, it was like one night in the uh, nine... Oh five or something. Okay, like that. yeah, then definitely. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, that's my goal this year. I just want to make it a huge event. Mm. I love the energy. I love. It felt so good last year. Um, we do these workouts out in the street now too. Uh, just mm. this weekend, just on Saturday, we had almost hundred people what? out in the Every streets weekend? lifting weights. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We call it street meet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we like a bunch of people meet. We got uh, a crew from like uh, Mount Vernon, New York. Wow. Which every is, like, Saturday in New York. We've been doing it almost every Saturday. You know, so the, the nice, weather's really The weather's nice. nicer. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be clanging and banging outside. We'll wow. have a bunch of people doing like handstands and uh, deadlifts and squats and things like that outside. Um, it's just a free event for people to come. Uh, Mon no, Thursday night, we're doing a free uh, run club event. We're going to go around Madison Square Park. It's a free event. Anybody could show Every up. Every Thursday? We're be no, we're, just for this one, we're kicking off the uh, my summer run club. So the okay. summer run club is you do a mile every day. You could walk it, crawl it, run it, push a stroller. I don't give a shit. Just getting that accountability in there and consistency. So we do a mile every day for the month of June, two miles every day for the month of July, and three miles every day for the month of Seven August. Seven days? Love and that. And it just gets, you, just gets you moving. It just keeps people like, all right, I'll just go outside and do my two miles and it'll take me 20 minutes Amazing. or whatever. And, you know, we have about 500 people signed up for that. But I, it's just, it's free. I want, I just, it's just a way for people to, you know, get moving and that. do something. And at the end of the summer, you'll do 180 miles that you it's probably insane. wouldn't have done if you didn't 
join the challenge. I love that. Yeah. Um, but the event is in uh, November, in November 11th. Where can people um, sign up for that, find that? At Strong New York or strongnewyork.com. And then uh, the shirts, if you guys like some of the merch, even if you think it's ugly, just buy one. It'd be great. Uh, <laughs> Uh, strong New York, uh, shopstrongnewyork.com. And then the Strength Club is the gym here in the city. So if you're in the city uh, and you're listening to this podcast, just hit me up and we'll. Uh, and then we'll get what's you in there the best free. Instagram is the best way to connect At to you? At Kenny Santucci. That's where all my Perfect. shit is. And we'll have everything, all those links in the show notes for yeah. you guys. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being Appreciate here and all the honesty. <laughs> we love this over here. Good. Thank you guys so much for hanging and listening to this week's episode with Kenny. It would mean the world if you can share this episode with a friend, copy and paste this link on whatever platform you're listening on, send a text to a friend, tell them that you hope they're having the best day and shoot them over this link. It would mean the world. I am sending you so much love wherever you're at in your day and I will see you guys in the next one.